0: learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case,
1: tea, and join us as we fellowship. Today we wanted to just speak to what the heart of praying in the spirit is, what that means, and basically God's calling for all of us to be doing that. I believe that God wants to get us out of our heads as much. A lot of times when we're praying or when we're conversating with God, there's a temptation to have a lot of head knowledge, right? And our mind does a lot of the communication with God. uh, But God wants our heart to be communicated with Him, the Spirit to be communicating with Him, especially when we're dealing with things that are on the behalf of other people. So there's a few scriptures, and it's it's interesting that this term, praying in the Spirit, is referenced in the New Testament, and it's referenced in a couple scenarios here, um, two of which I believe we're going to focus on One of which I think we need to do a series on the Holy Spirit in order for us to talk about that and do that justice. Okay, so one of them we're not going to really deal with because we don't want people to get confused and stuff and all that. And we want to do it justice by actually talking about gifts of the spirit and and all of that and those ministrations, things like that. So um, if we can go to Ephesians 6 and we'll just read verse 18 and it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints, okay? Notice that verse gives us a few nuggets here that we can kind of take away as we think about what we've been talking about the whole time, right? So the first clause there, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. So here's the confirmation. Prayer is not just about our requests. There are all kinds of prayers, which is what we talked about. Some of them, you know, we, we kind of mentioned, like, you know, um, the prayer of thanksgiving, and then there's- Repentance. The repentance. Supplication, where you're basically requesting mm-hmm. or asking so like for something specific. Like yeah. petitions, yeah. 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 And then there's prayers for healing and all that. And we didn't really, that's why I said there's so much that we could have done and we probably been in here all until next year. But the point is there are all kinds of prayers and the Bible is telling us here that it's important to pray in the spirit with all those types of prayer. On all occasions, praying in the spirit. So when you pray in the spirit, what is the Bible basically saying praying in the spirit means when you and in the, the Greek word in that particular uh, verse when it says pray in to pray in pray in basically means under the parameters of in the sphere of. Um, because of in that frame of thinking. So so let's put it this way. When it says pray in the spirit, we're going to pray um, in the sphere of the spirit. We're going to pray with the spirit. We're going to pray under the influence of the spirit. Okay, that's what that means, right? So what, what that basically means is when I'm sitting down to pray, I'm not being driven by my own ideas, right? My own idea may initiate it, but my own ideas are not propelling it, right? This kind of goes into the realm and, and it kind of goes into what we talked about last week with the whole intercession aspect of it. In that realm where you don't really know what to pray, you, really, you feel the need to pray, you, you know that you should pray, but you don't really know what to say. You, there, there's, a, there's a level of, 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 of unknownness. Um, there's a hidden nature to... Uh, what you need to be praying for. And I know if we did a census here, I mean, how many times you sat down to pray or somebody said, you know, can you, can, you, can you just please just say a quick word of prayer for me, please? And, you know, we were, t- we were trained <laughs> to not ask or have to ask necessarily a whole bunch of details to pray because that's when you're leaving room for the Holy Spirit to lead you how to pray. So if somebody comes in a desperate need, I don't know even know how to explain it to you. I just want you to pray for me. And you then you start interviewing. Okay, so what's going on? All right, so when did that happen? Okay, what? And during the screening process, when the person may not even be able to articulate fully what their needs are. So this is where the sphere of the spirit, when they say praying in the spirit um, on all occasions, it really, really means making yourself available to be sensitive to what the spirit and that person really needs that God knows that that person may not even know.
0: And just to add, I think this is probably the the bridge to what we were talking about in prior uh, sessions where we talked about praying according to the will of God. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you pray according to the will of God? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously knowing the will of God, but then also the spirit is what prays through you and makes intercession, Yep. right? When you don't know what to pray, Mm because you may not know the will of God, right? You may not fully understand what the will of God may be for a situation, or even your life. But the spirit knows, and he's the one that's praying basically what it is, the -hmm. will is. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that bridge to sort of marry both sides.
1: Yeah, and to your point, even praying in God's will, like God has a will for everything in your life. So what the spirit does is the spirit makes clear the spirit desires to work through us to reveal that specific will of God in all occasions, which is why the Bible is saying in all occasions, pray in the spirit or allow the spirit to help you communicate. Now think about this, right? If communication with God is God's way of allowing his will to be revealed in the earth, what kind of responsibility do we all hold when we pray? Right. If it's a matter of life, spiritual life or spiritual death for people, that God wants to use us to be God in the earth, to be God in people's situations, to be God in our own situations, the times that we need supernatural wisdom to make a decision or how to move or what not to do and all that. All of those answers are in the spirit realm already for God to deposit into our spirit for clarity. It's all there. But the way to access it is having a clear channel of communication with God. And this is why prayer is fought all the time. And this is why, you know, when we set ourselves to do things like fasting and consecrating ourselves to God and anything spiritual, here comes the fight. Because the forces of darkness do not want us to have a clear communication with God. Because if we do, we will know what to do and what not to do. If God is saying, you know what, today, and just imagine, and and hopefully to challenge us, right, to really be vessels and instruments that God will use his agents in the earth, his secret agents, no matter where you are, you are an agent of God. At work, in your family, wherever you are, in the supermarket, if God wants to get a message to somebody that's online in front of you, or somebody's been praying and seeking God for something, This is where praying in the spirit on all occasions is powerful, because now when you're walking around, it's less you and more God, and God can actually tap you on the shoulder and say, listen, tell this person that, or pray with this person for that reason. Now your life becomes more of a a tool in God's hand on an everyday basis. Why? Because you have kept the channel of communication with God open on all occasions at all times. Right? Right? So, so what, what does that, what does that entail? And, and, and what does that look like? You know, cause we're saying you need to just do it, but what does that, how, do, how, do, how do we do that? First of all, we need to have an understanding and a relationship with God's word. You understand the power of God's word and God's heart. Understanding God's heart for people. And it's going back to the intercession aspect of it, right? That standing in the gap, that's beyond empathy. Because the truth is, and I was thinking about this when we said this last week, a lot of times when people, this is the danger about just being empathetic, right? Because empathy sees things from your perspective, right? So you can see somebody who's struggling, someone who's homeless, someone who's um, struggling with something, and automatically your empathy goes to the human aspect of it. Wow, that's messed up. Why don't they have? When God's heart might be, this is where they need to be so that I can finally get to them. Because circumstances in their life caused them to be here. You know, I think a lot of us can relate to times where, you know, it was a storm that's going on in our life we struggled with things in our lives. And that was where we met God. That's where we found him. So what you mean sympathetic, or empathetic? I was kind of thinking about both um, because yeah. when I think about sympathy and empathy, I'm thinking more so from our point of view because we can be empathetic, but it not be God's heart.
0: Right, right. Because you could have gone through it, but their story is not your story. Exactly. Right.
1: So this is why a level of sensitivity beyond our own feelings is with the realm of the spirit. Is right. So it's kind of like you know God is not intimidated by people suffering. At the end of the day, God wants people to get to know him. And if suffering is the path and the best path for God to get to you, then suffer on. Because at the end of the day, the greatest end to suffering is a life, eternal life with Christ. And that's God's heart for every single one of us to be able to even entertain what it means to be able to pray in the spirit. So understanding God's word will help you understand God's heart, will help you understand God's character, and will also help you understand God's uh, love for all of us. That it's not human love, but that it's an everlasting love. Mm -hmm. It's an unconditional love that draws us to repentance, right? So that love comes in correction. That love is not always, he, you know, give me hugs and kisses all the time. Sometimes that love is, you're off you're off and wrong. But in order for us to truly be sensitive beyond our own eyesight and beyond what we see and open us, open ourselves up to the realm of the spirit to really hone in on what God knows we need, not what we think people need and not even what we think we need. There is a level of openness and surrender and a yielding to God's character that comes through his word. So basically praying in the spirit means praying with the help of the spirit, with the guidance of the spirit, in connection to the spirit, in the realm of the spirit. That's what praying in the spirit is. OK, so with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. OK, that was Ephesians six eighteen, the last clause of it. So with this in mind, so when you're praying in the spirit, it's not just like your mind is on nothing. You know, and that's kind of like when we pray and it's kind of like we just whatever words just come. You know, you just come. Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And you just all you just it's you just pulling stuff out. And we all know what that is. Right. There's no there's no I don't want to say skill to it. But, you know, it's kind of like can be random at times. Right. The spirit is very precise. The spirit knows exactly what to pray. And he wants to pray it through you. He knows exactly when, and this, this, we go into this other scripture, and this is why we'll talk about that part from the Holy Spirit aspect, you know, with groanings, talks about groanings and things. Because there's sometimes the Spirit wants to do something that your mind is not going to be able to articulate. You don't have the vocabulary for what God wants to do in this moment, but the Spirit knows that you're a channel, so he begins to speak through you, and it ain't words that can be understood. But it's the Spirit praying, and we'll go through that you know, once we get to the spirit. But what I'm saying is understanding that God so desires to be an active participant in our lives. That he so desires to have his love flow through us. And the only way he is doing that in the earth is through the work of the spirit. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. There goes that corporate aspect of it. When we set our minds to pray. God is not just concerned about your own needs, right? But what should be on our minds is all of the saints, all of the people who are trusting and believing God, all of the people who are coming together and living for God's purposes to be done in the earth. We are a body, right? So I'm not going to be, if I'm a part of a body, I'm going to be concerned about every aspect of the body because if a certain part of my body hurts, the whole body is aware of it. And the whole body is participating and giving the right attention to that part that hurts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's the same way when we are setting ourselves to approach God, when God is very concerned about his body. He's very concerned about his children, his church. So at the end of the day, when we set our minds to pray, the spirit himself is concerned about the body. So in order to pray in the spirit, in connection to the spirit, in the sphere of the spirit, with the help of the spirit, we must. Be concerned about the body.
0: And I just look at it as there's, there's comfort in the fact that you're one out of I don't know how many, yeah. like you, the, like the, the comfort is anything that you pray for individually that would have to do with yourself, like you said, pointing it back to or thinking of it or approaching it as though it's just a part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So you're praying about your specific puzzle piece. But keeping in mind that that's just one out of a puzzle of 2,000 pieces, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's more yeah, than 2,000, yeah. but the point is, you're just one of a big picture that you're praying for God to put together, fitly joined together, right? Like mm-hmm. we always say, the body, yep. so that it, it produces one big picture. And to me, there's comfort in that, because that means it's it's not about just me, which means there's less pressure on me, on my life, on what comes of it, because I know ultimately it's about God, really. So I'm I I don't I don't it takes pressure off of me Mm -hmm. and my life individually because God's gonna produce a bigger picture, a a greater glory.
1: Yeah. There's definitely safety in that. Absolutely. So being alert And always keep on praying for all the saints. So I want to encourage all of us saints. I want to encourage us. Someone is praying for you. Someone is always praying for you. Now, if that don't make you feel good, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Simply because the Bible says it. there's There's somebody that you will never know or never meet that is praying for you through the Spirit that God is concerned about you. And even when you don't know what to say, thank God for the Holy Spirit who puts you on somebody's mind that is actually praying for you too. Amen. So always be alert when you're praying. Always being sensitive to what the Lord may want to say or do through you. Prayer is an opportunity to allow heaven access to earth. Just think about that. So when I set myself down to pray and I acknowledge God for who he is, I open up myself and say, Holy Spirit, speak through me today. Pray through me today. What do you want to get accomplished today? What do you want me to do? What do you want me not to do? Who do you want me to say something to? And living more so like a vessel, your life will be a lot more fulfilling and you'll feel like you're more of a participant, an active participant in God's plan.
0: And if you're like me, I tend to think a lot. I live in my head, and so it causes me to overanalyze things a lot. And so when you say something like that, in my mind, I'm questioning. Well, how does that come about? Like, if I set myself to pray in the spirit, mm-hmm. okay. So, was that the spirit right there? Did okay? Um, and I'm okay. Okay, that that was the spirit, and I'm like going back and forth in my head, but. I think about, there's an example I, that just came to mind of, you ever get, get in your car or you go to do something in your house and randomly you, you just like find yourself going a way that like, you're like, why did I go this way? Uh-huh. And before you know it, you end up someplace and you're like, wait, why did I come here? like, like And you end up someplace, but it ends up being beneficial because w- while you're there, you realize that's right. I was looking for this and it's, uh-huh. you, you get led right to it. Similarly, the spirit, when you pray and you lend yourself to the spirit, yeah. it's just, it, it happens just as quickly as you just opening your mouth. And you may think it's not significant, mm-hmm. or it's that doesn't really mean anything, what I just said to that person. Or even if I'm praying, whatever I just prayed, mm-hmm. that doesn't really mean anything. But it absolutely means something because you've already lent yourself to the spirit, you allowed the spirit to pray through you. So not overthinking what comes out or judging it, Mm -hmm. because we do that oftentimes. we'll judge what comes out and say that could not have been the spirit because that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Or it it does not, like you have an idea in your head of what would come about from praying in the spirit, Mm -hmm. but you don't, you're not the spirit, so you don't know what his end goal was to begin with, so, and it, it just reminds me. Uh, You know, Romans when it talks about, the first clause talks about how there's no condemnation, Mm -hmm. but it says to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you're actively walking after the spirit, then naturally when you set yourself to pray, Mm -hmm. the spirit has to be praying through you because you're walking in the spirit. Amen. So they go hand in hand. You're not going to be able to pray in the spirit if you're not walking in the spirit. So if you're walking in the spirit and you lend yourself and your body and your mind and your life to the spirit, then what comes out has to be from the spirit.
1: Amen. You know what I thought about last week when we were at that service and that lady randomly came up to me. Yes, yes, you, right, yes. So maybe we just share that mm-hmm. like that part so mm-hmm. people can kind of see, you know, what it is. I mean, you tell it better than me. You know?
0: Okay. So uh, we we had the opportunity uh, last week. Uh, weekend to go to a leadership conference, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, God, God is good. Uh, but one of the services was very impactful. So, you know, I, I was sort of I I was really blessed. So after the service, I kind of stayed there and sat in my chair, but I was like weeping, like weeping, like God was really just dealing with me. And this lady comes over to me. Uh Visibly, <laughs> like she you, clearly apprehensive yeah. and you know, I don't, I don't always have the most welcoming demeanor. I mean, that's not truly what's in my heart, but my demeanor may say otherwise. So you know, I'm, I'm sure she was like shaking in her boots like, should I even approach this lady right now? Yeah. But she approaches me and initially when she approached me, I could tell she did not have the words. She knew she was supposed to, mm-hmm. and she knew there was something drawing her to me. And she lent herself to the spirit because she said when she was in her chair, she was looking at me, she was like, oh God, I feel like you want me to go over to her, but what do I say? I don't have anything to say. I don't know. And she was like, I'm not going to do it. And, and God was like, do it, go, you know, go, go talk to her. And she finally did it. She wrestled for a minute and then she finally approached me. But initially when she approached me, she didn't really have the words, she said, I I don't even know why I'm doing this, uh-huh. but I feel like God is leading me to pray with you, you know. And, you know, she said some things I believe, you know, they, they were general, uh-huh. but as she prayed, uh-huh. I could tell, I could hear the spirit in her prayer that what she was saying was from the spirit and not her. And it's not, it, it, that just goes to show that it's, I don't want to say it's messy sometimes. But there are times when it's clumsy, right? And there are gonna be times when you pray in the spirit, or you 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 give yourself over to pray and let God speak through you. That initially it's not gonna seem smooth and seamless, and you're gonna be like, oh, I I, I don't really know what I'm, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, I don't know why I'm saying this, and uh, Lord, just help help them, God, with their grocery bill, and you're just saying random stuff. Right. But after a while, the spirit will. Speak through you because yeah. he definitely prayed through her, and the things that she was saying Absolutely. pertain to to my life and and you know where I am. So, you know that that just is goes to show as I guess serve as encouragement yeah. that you know again lending yourself to the spirit. It, it's not perfect because we're human mm-hmm. and we're fallible and we're 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 human. Beings trying to relate to a perfect divine God mm-hmm. so things at times may get lost in translation, but the heart of it yeah. that, that I think that's what we want to translate yeah. is that the heart of praying in the spirit will be accomplished like I said, if you give yourself over to living and walking in the spirit
1: amen and amen. by the spirit amen. And so we had the opportunity to talk to the woman afterwards to really get uh, behind the scenes of how she was really feeling. So when you know Rachel talked to her after we talked, and she was like, "I mean, praise God! I had no idea. I just felt like I had to, but I, I didn't even know." And just to see that level of um, transparency and then that level of unpreparedness proved that she was used by God. Because. I just want it, to add one more thing yeah.
0: because this is is key. This is vital because I think a lot of times we look at other people in certain um positions and mm-hmm. status, and mm-hmm. we automatically assume that they are the ones that should be speaking into people's lives that's good and and pray praying in the spirit, right uh, but she was a lay person uh-huh. just a I hate to use the word ordinary because we're, there we are all on the same level, bishop, apostle, prophet. We're all in the same. We're all disciples, but she was on her tag. It just said her name. You know there usually there's, uh, you know, with with the, with the conference, there's yeah. you know underneath the name they'll have like pastor blah 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 right. or a part of this ministry. Right. It just said her name. And it was she was just. A random layperson, and God used her to speak to me. Looking at the the conference, you know there were was pro- the pro it was a prophet that had just spoke in that in that service, uh-huh. and some people would go, oh, I want a word from the prophet himself, and I need to in order to feel like I've heard from God it has got to be you know that type of a person, and so you you may feel like well God's not going to use me in that way because I'm not a prophet. Right. And in, in this, I use quotations in the sense you don't have the title of prophet, but still God used a random person.
1: How much more can he use you? Amen. Amen. So living in that way, being able to really um, be an instrument and a vessel for God to use. This is the realm of the spirit in which we were talking, talking about that. Now we, we have access to the God that knows everything. That, the God that has your hair's numbered. The God that knows what you should be needing. The, that, that, that aspect of it. So if we can somehow tap into his wisdom for people's lives and tap into his resources and so we wouldn't make as many mistakes as we make. If we yield to the spirit, the spirit knows exactly what God's perfect will for you for today is. Mm. God knows the best path for you to take today. God knows where you should go. So why 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 are we going, you know, lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him? And he will direct your path. So there's a consciousness and a mindset of allowing God full access to your life and you yielding to that. So that's the gist of what uh, walking in the spirit is. And when we say walk in the spirit, l- let's not be confused and, 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 and say that um, walking in the spirit is um, a, a different type of prayer or a different thing. Right. Ultimately, we are to be walking in the spirit, Period. Okay, walking in the spirit is the way of the Christian life. Walking in the spirit is just a lifestyle. It's where it's it's what we are um, striving to do every single day. So it's not like oh today I'm going to just pray in the spirit today, but tomorrow I'm going to pray in my mind. So today I'm going to just do this, but uh, no, God wants us to walk in the spirit, pray in the spirit, live in the spirit, because that's when we have that higher level of thinking and heavenly thinking and heavenly mindset. Right? We are in this world, but not of this world. 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, and this is Paul writing to the church of Corinth that was very divided at one time, and there was a lot going on there, so he's basically talking about unity, and he's talking about order when it comes to um, speaking in church and that kind of thing, and all that, and talking about the gifts of the spirit, which we will go into um, in another series, but... I thought this verse was pertinent and kind of goes to the point that I was just making about praying in the spirit and praying with, you know, choosing which one to do. First Corinthians 14, 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. So it's speaking to the, the goal of being able to have your understanding and the Holy Spirit work together. For God's use not only in you but for the purposes of what he wants to do so at the same time you know like we said you know you don't want to be too heady in your prayers and just thinking about stuff but then you also don't want to be too spooky and weird that you're just out there and open for whatever ideas may come that you could attribute it to the spirit at the end of the day when we're praying and we're seeking God and we're doing anything for God there must be an understanding of who God is of God's will to a point, at least from the reference of his word, so that we're not praying random things that we think or saying stuff that we think might be good because of our own empathy, because of our own sympathy. Praying in the spirit is an involvement of a regenerated mind and also a heart with an understanding of God's character, his will, and his word. So they're working together, Mm -hmm. right? Romans 8.26 tells us that in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Okay, this is a powerful scripture to allow us to see that when God is praying through us and we allow the Holy Spirit to move and work through us, we don't know everything. But because we don't know everything, it's a beautiful opportunity for God to prove that he knows everything. And the reason why I'm glad you shared that aspect of it is because, you know, you never know where someone is in their life. You never know what they just asked God this morning. You never know what they, what they struggle with. And we were talking this morning about, you know, sometimes... You know, Sunday mornings, or or when you feel like you know the the, the burden to um, to speak on God's behalf and to pray for someone, or to just uh, the the pressure that comes with um, feeding someone spiritually, or or doing right by God's word and being sincere and and truly allowing God to use you. And we pray for every pastor and every person who who's in a, in a leadership position when it comes to. The, the, the preciousness of relaying God's heart towards people that is very easy to get in your own way, but it's also a, a level of surrendering that takes great sacrifice. And a lot of times, people who are in spiritual leadership positions struggle with depression, struggle with all kinds of stuff. Their lives are falling apart, but you still got to do what God said to do. So dealing with that, there was a level of like, sometimes we need encouragement. It's like, sometimes it's like, all right, Lord, I mean, we said it, but we got to live what we're saying. Like, just because we're saying it don't mean we got it all together, not right. by a long shot. At the end of the day, though, God has charged us with the responsibility of still heralding it so that we all grow together. But even in that, the Holy Spirit knows the fact that we might have just said this morning, God, I don't even know. I'm, I, I don't even know how I'm going to get through this because I'm, I'm discouraged right now. I'm struggling with something. The Holy Spirit knows. So now, when I set myself to pray or when someone sets themselves to pray for me, they may not assume that I'm struggling because how could we be struggling? Mm -hmm. We're doing the devotionals. We're not struggling. (laughs) We know what to say. We got everything to say about prayer. But the Holy Spirit knows that this morning we was just like, man. So the whole part of, of this aspect is saying the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses which means the Holy Spirit is very aware of what we are all struggling with and he knows what we truly need. So praying and walking in the Spirit creates an opportunity for us all to allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in the areas that we might be weak. So when we don't know what to pray and when we set ourselves down to pray and nothing comes out, And we're just like, what am I doing down here? The Holy Spirit will now say, I'm glad you set yourself in the posture and your heart, your mind to pray. This is what it is. And like you said, sometimes it's clumsy, sometimes it is, but it's just making yourself available and waiting on God, slowing down and waiting on God. I want to encourage each and every one of us. Let's take prayer out of the realm of our own personal requests. Let's wait on God for somebody else. How about we pray for all the saints first? Let's let's be concerned about other people because that's the way God has engineered it, that he wants us to be concerned about others first and then he takes care of us. See, we flipped it because our needs are more important than everybody else's. So if we turn it around and say, Lord, my default posture for prayer is for your kingdom to come your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, not in my life as it is in heaven. It's on earth. And it's more than us just does on earth. So the posture needs to be flipped.
0: I I was just gonna add, this is kind of like a sidebar. And like when we pray, like it's okay to not like have a fluid, Mm -hmm. continuous line of talking. Like it's okay to like wait, like and not have the words fully come to you, and as they yeah. come, you say them. Again, it may sound clumsy to the human ear, but it's it's okay because it's that constant communication, yeah. and it, it's not perfect in 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 our idea or sense. But it's yeah. So if if you say a few words and then you're silent, and then a minute later something else comes to you, say it. You don't have to feel the pressure to have a continuous, and this, and this, and that, and Lord, and that. You are just as impactful and powerful, and your prayer is just as potent with pauses and spaces in between than somebody who's praying heaven down by saying things. I'm not saying that that they're not praying heaven down because they're doing that, but you don't have. That's not the only way to pray. Heaven down. It's yeah. the spirit behind what you're doing that accomplishes. His, and you could be just as powerful and potent praying the way you pray than somebody who's boisterous and loud and da 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 they can just da 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 Somebody may just have that gift to be able. To they just... just
1: have the vocabulary. Some just, people don't. Do yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. So at the heart of it. God wants all of our prayers to be led by the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, open to the influence of the Spirit, with the help of the Spirit. He wants us to live that way. And if we live that way, our prayers will be that way. Are you closing? Yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. No. Because
0: I had I had there was one more thing go ahead, I girl. wanted to Go ahead. Because it came to me a while back. Uh, but I I just had to. Check myself. Go ahead. You know, you, you want to make sure you got the words in the right place. That's right. But when we were talking about walking in the spirit, I heard the scripture to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. Because, and that basically is saying when your mind and your thoughts are governed by the flesh, everything the flesh entails—the uh, lust of the eye, the mm-hmm. lust of the flesh, and mm-hmm. the pride of life. So, what you see and look at which causes you to covet oftentimes the lust of the flesh, what you desire, carnally, physically. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: All of those things that that encompasses. And yep. then the pride of life, working, trying to get that money, you know, stacking them coins, whatever people say now. The bag. Right. Securing the bag. Yeah. But for what purpose? Mm-hmm. All of those things would be walking according to the flesh, right? Being carnally minded. But that produces spiritual death. But to be spiritually minded, to have your mind and your thoughts governed on things above and what the spirit wants, that's life and peace. Amen. That's where you get real life, eternal life, and then peace. The peace in knowing that no matter what happens, I'm good, right? But after that, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So it can't be. Your, your, your fleshly mind cannot be subject to God. Mm-hmm. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, there goes walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. So basically, if the spirit is in you and you're walking according to the spirit, then your mind and your thoughts will be governed by the spirit. And that's not automatic. You have to- Yeah. Whip yourself into being spiritually minded. Remind yourself day by day, instance by instant, minute by minute. Nope, that's flesh. Spirit, redirect yourself. Just Mm -hmm. like a toddler. Nope, not that way, that way. (laughs) It's true. Walking in the spirit is not a one-time thing. Like, oh, okay, it's I'm in the spirit now. Yeah, like forever. Like, no, you have to constantly whip your flesh into shape so that you're walking in the spirit but mm-hmm. your heart is towards yeah. that, so.
1: Yeah. I didn't want to- man. no, that was going too far. That was the spirit. <laughs> so we done. I turned my, that's it. We done. We done. So Lord, let's pray. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this, this time and this day. We thank you for what you have taught us in this series. We thank you so much for taking the time to help us to improve and revolutionize and illuminate us on what it means to truly pray and have a conversation with you. In this series, you have taught us to pray, you have taught us how to pray, and you have taught us your heart for prayer. So we pray, Lord, that as we even listen back, that you would allow the things that we might've missed and the things that we are meditating and chewing on to get down in our spirits, that we may take time with you, intentional time, and take seriously what it means for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven through us. So we pray a blessing on each and every one as we continue to grow in grace together. This is our prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, nine through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online at www at lifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.